Come to your comfortable cross-legged seated position, perhaps up on some padding. Close your eyes. Cross your legs at the ankles. Rest your palms on your thighs. Slide your hands up your thighs until your elbows rest below your shoulders. Take a deep breath in through your nostrils. And exhale through your mouth, sigh. Arrive with this breath. Bring your mind into the room, onto your mat, and into your body for the next 90 minutes of practice. Consider that it's an underlying intention for your practice to be present. So whatever shapes we may take throughout the class today, your, one of your primary objectives is just to notice. Keep the dialogue going between your body and mind. Not just telling your body what to do, but listening for your body's response to these different shapes. And recognizing that you are the person who knows your body best. So if there is ever an instruction that I give that does not resonate with your body, then listen first and foremost to your body. So think now about listening to your body. What are you feeling in this initial position? Is there anything that is calling your attention out of discomfort, soreness, pain? Or maybe your body feels really great, or maybe it feels good just to sit down. Notice how you're feeling. Notice how your experience of body changes throughout the class. Settle into your seat, relaxing your feet, ankles, shins, calves, knees, thighs, and sits bones. Try to feel that your left and right sides of your seat are evenly weighted. You might visualize at this time roots growing from your lower body into the earth sending those roots through the floor and into the earth below the building. Holding you, connecting you. And then from that connection, grow tall through your spine. Lift up out of your waistline. Tilt your chin parallel to the floor as you lengthen along the back of your neck and lift through the crown of your head. Draw the sides of your neck very subtly back until you feel that the, your head is in alignment over your heart. Your heart is in alignment over the center of your pelvis. Draw your shoulders towards your ears, actively lengthening the sides of your body, the space between each rib, and then loop your shoulders onto your upper back. Creating a tone at your upper back, causing your chest to expand as it rises. And now allow your forearms to melt down towards the floor, drawing your shoulder blades down the back side of your body. Maintain these actions and create a tone at your upper abdomen by drawing left and right front lower ribs into a central point and then pulling that point subtly towards your spine. Notice how all of these actions together cause your lower back to lengthen your tailbone to plug into the surface beneath you. In this shape, Sukhasana, soften, soften your skin, 
Soften expression from your face, allowing forehead to be broad, cheeks slack, eyelids heavy. And now, commune with your breath, breathing in and out through your nostrils, gradually cultivating a slow and deep breathing pattern. Think about filling your lungs from bottom, middle to top, drawing in any additional air at the top of your inhale without strain. Exhaling, emptying lungs from top, middle to bottom. And if you'd like to engage Mula Banda this morning or root lock at the bottom of your breath, you can draw up on your pelvic floor. And then as you inhale, you can release that tightness and fill again. So in this way, gradually building the breath. And at this point, if you'd like, if you have not already, begin the practice of ujjayi pranayama by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. At this point, your breath should become audible, perhaps not to me, but at least to yourself and probably to the person, the people directly next to you. So listen for that oceanic sound of breathing and allow that sound to be yet another tool to utilize to bring your senses, bring your awareness rolling back to the present. Again and again, this is a time set aside in the practice, in your day, to breathe and observe the breath. If again your mind starts to wander out to sea, just allow your mind to be brought back on the wave of each breath. Occasionally checking back in with your seated position, making sure you have that same alignment I described to optimize the length of the spine, the breadth of the chest, creating a shape that is optimal for deep breath. We'll breathe together through three more rounds of ujjayi pranayama. Wherever you're at, begin to exhale, empty your lungs. And we'll inhale together for the count of five, beginning one, two, three, four, five. Fill, expand, hold, and exhale with control. Five, four, three, two, and one. Again, inhale one, two, three, four, five. Fill, hold, expand, exhale with control, five, four, three, two, and one. Perhaps pulling Mula Banda at the bottom of the breath. Last biggest breath in, one, two, three, four, and five. Exhale, five, four, three, two, and one. Engage Mula Banda and then let it go before resuming your next breath.
Draw your palms together in front of your heart as you press your palms lightly together, widen out through your elbows, broaden across your collarbones. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual voices together. Exhale and inhale for Om. your head to your heart, release palms to thighs, then slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Very briefly, just switch the cross of your legs. We'll do a couple of twists. Right hand behind your hip, left hand crosses to right thigh, grow tall, and exhale, revolve. Press your left hand into your right thigh and try to move the twist into the upper back. Breathe through the posture as you lengthen through the crown of your head, ground through your hips, and inhale back through center, second side, left hand behind the hip, right hand crosses to left thigh, inhale to grow tall, and exhale to revolve. Use the pressure of your right hand against your left thigh to move the right shoulder to the left. Left shoulder towards the wall, now at your back, gaze wrapping around the top shoulder, or the left shoulder. And inhale back through center, take any props off to the side, take a wide-legged stance, toes together, send your hips to your heels, so (laughs) wide-legged on your knees. And then walk your hands forward, slowly coming to a wide-legged, extended child's pose. Spread your fingers and your palms as you release your head and heart towards or even to the floor. Breathe into your back body. Create space and awareness along your spine. Each inhale, creating a sense of Growing a sense of expansion, a visual breath in the back body. And then each exhale, allowing the head, the heart, the hips to be heavy. And then inhale, shift to a tabletop pose. Shoulders over wrists, fingers and palms spread, knees below your hips. And inhale, belly and chest move down. Tailbone and gaze lift into cow pose. Exhale and round your spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button to the ceiling, and continue to move with your breath from cow to cat and back again. Exploring range of motion of your spine, noticing anything in particular that might be calling your attention. Do you feel 
asymmetry this morning? Can you move into that feeling? Maybe shifting the hips a little bit from side to side. Reacting to your experience. And come back to a neutral table position. Now bring your right foot forward between your hands, setting up in kind of a runner's stretch. Hands on either side of your right leg. You can lift up onto fingertips. Extend through your right heel, lengthening along the back of your leg, and then press through the base of your right big toe ball mount as you pull back through your toenails. As you extend the back of your leg, now draw your right hip towards the back of your mat. So you're once extending and contracting, plugging the right leg into the hip socket. This we will revisit later when we get into our splits practice. But for now, we're gonna again take a little flow. Ex inhale and drop your right foot to the floor, melt your hips down and forward and curl your chest to the sky. Take another beat here, continuing to breathe as your hips dip down, waking up the psoas on your left side. And then with another exhale, hips go back, round your spine forward, tuck your chin to your chest, right toes towards the ceiling, back to that runner stretch. With an inhale, come forward and begin to move with your own breath. You can use that half breath to move from pose to pose, or if you'd like to take a full breath or a couple breaths in each pose as you come to it, please feel free. Again, allow your own experience to bring some, um, to bring some influence to your practice this morning. Again, the idea that you know your body best and thus you are your own best teacher. And with an inhale, come forward, and then send it back to a tabletop again. Now left leg comes forward, extend through your left heel, pull back through your left toenails, and push through the base of your left big toe. Extending along the back of the left leg, contracting along the top of the leg, meaning the left kneecap is pulling towards the front of the hip, as the left outer hip reaches towards the back of your mat. So be aware here for a moment, opening up the hamstrings, lengthening along the back of that leg, noticing perhaps where you feel tightest along the back of the leg. And then with an inhale, left foot to the floor, hips sink down and forward, chest curls towards the sky, shoulders away from your ears. Again, taking a beat here, Waking up the psoas on the right side. And then as you like, begin to move with your breath. Exhale, sends the hips back and rounds the spine, tucking chin to chest, forehead drops towards or to your leg. And then an inhale will draw you forward. 
coordinating breath and movement in the same way here as we did with our cat and cows. So in addition to the leg work, the hip work we're doing here, we're also doing that same opening of the chest and then rounding of the spine as we visited in cat and cow, but more focused on the upper back. And with an inhale, once again, come forward and press into your table position. From here, you can either choose to walk your hands, a handprint forward, or walk your knees about three or four inches back, tucking your toes under to come into a downward-facing dog position. Everyone today, start with your knees bent, feet and knees hip-width distance apart, heels invisible behind your ankles. And then strongly press the hands down and forward, straightening your elbows and extending your hips up and back. Sometimes we've done this assist before, but if you remember this assist, uh, someone draw or pushing your hips up and back. So we've got several good uh, downward dog assists. Maybe we'll do that next week. I'll take note of that. But think about someone pushing your hips up and back towards the wall, increasing the distance between your wrists, your armpits, and your hips. So finding length along the sides of the body, finding length along the back of the body, releasing your head towards the floor, lengthening along the back of your neck. Now, if you'd like, you can walk your dog, bending one knee at a time, re extending the opposite heel towards the floor as you straighten the back of that leg, switching from side to side quickly or slowly, perhaps identifying a tighter side, and if so, using a little bit more time to release along that back, the back of that tighter leg. And as you lengthen each leg at a time, notice exactly where that tightness or that restriction lies. Is it along the back of the ankle, the calf, the knee, or in the hamstrings? Wherever the concentration of experience is, send your mind, send your focus into those regions. And then bring your dog back to stillness. Again, you can keep the knees bent as you lift the hips up and back and maybe gradually start to lift into the kneecaps as you release the heels deeper towards the floor. And then we're just going to look forward and slowly walk the feet to the hands to come to a ragdoll pose at the front of the mat. Feet are hip width distance apart. As you hang forward, now bend your knees enough to rest your torso on your thighs. Head and shoulders falling forward as you take hold of opposite forearms or opposite biceps. So using the strength of the legs, the lift of the hips to allow your upper body to be in this relaxed inverted posture. As you uh, hang here, you might like to take some subtle movement Shaking your head, yes and no. Swaying your arms from side to side. Try not to put too much weight in your toes as you shift weight forward to the knuckles of your toes. 
So the toes themselves uh, don't allow them to discolor or white, white knuckle. And um, try to ground through the base of your big toe as much as you're grounding through the base of your little toe. So each of us is going to have a tendency to maybe roll weight to the insteps of our feet or roll weight to the outsides of our feet. So try to notice your own tendency and try to balance it out by becoming aware of it and shifting weight to the opposite side. Okay, from here, release your fingertips back to the floor. Continue to keep your head hanging forward as you slowly lift into the hips. Begin to make the legs straighter or even someday straight. Mm -hmm. Lifting into the kneecaps, lifting into the outer hips, grounding through the knuckles of the toes, and perhaps even thinking about widening the inner upper thighs back and apart without buckling the knees or broadening the heels. Actively pull the crown of your head towards the floor as you lift your shoulders up out of your ears. Keep your legs and hips as they are as you bring your palms to your shins, extend your chest forward and breathe here. Just like cow pose, pull your heart down and forward, shoulders away from your ears. So get that little bit of cow in your upper back. And then exhale, fold once more, fingertips to the floor, head hangs. And inhale, sweep your arms out, up, and overhead. Palms can touch at the top. And exhale, arms come to your sides, come to mountain pose. Shifting weight to your heels, kneecaps lifted. Shoulders roll back, palms turn forward. Okay. And get your strap. So, start with your strap, shoulder width distance apart. Again, take that same hip width distance stance with your feet. Weight now in the heels. Okay. Shoulders away from your ears. You extend your knuckles straight ahead. Lengthen through your arms as you slowly begin to elevate the strap overhead. Notice the tendency for the ribs to jut forward, but draw them in and back as you lengthen the tailbone down. Reach your knuckles skyward, pull your shoulders away from your ears. Make your strap taut by pulling your hands gently apart. Breathe here. Exhale, ground through your heels. Inhale, inflate your chest. Exhale, extend through the knuckles of your hands. Okay, from here, with an exhale, upper body begins to lean to the right, hips to the left, ground through your left heel, lengthen along your left side, inhale through center, and exhale, now to the left. Inhale through center, growing tall, exhale, grounding through the heels, Keeping the elbows straight to the right. Inhale, center. Exhale, left, moving slowly with the breath. Inhale, center, and last round. Exhale to the right, perhaps going any deeper. Inhale, center, and exhale, left. Inhale, once again through center. Reach through your knuckles, ground through your heels, lengthen your tailbone down. 
and start to pull the strap behind your head without widening your hands apart just yet. Draw lower ribs in, lengthen tailbone down, reach through your knuckles, pull your shoulders away from your ears. Try to breathe, try to relax your throat and jaw. And now slowly begin to slide your hands apart enough so that you can roll your shoulders back and bring the strap down behind your back. With your next inhale, keep the strap at the same width and sweep the strap overhead. And now you can begin to move with your own breath, keeping the strap behind your back, or if you'd like, you can bring the strap in front of you in this process also. Just moving through those slow shoulder rolls, you can experiment with straightening one elbow and bending the opposite elbow to focus along the back of, or along the front of one shoulder at a time. You can move the knuckles from side to side as you bring the strap behind your back, just concentrating on this slow movement, holding in any position where you feel especially tight across the front of your chest, if you'd like. Keeping weight in the heels, lower ribs drawing in, tailbone long, and then release the strap. Place it off to the side. And then inhale, sweep your arms overhead, palms coming to touch at the top. And exhale, flow forward, fingertips to the floor. <laughs> inhale, extend your chin and chest forward, little cow in the upper back. Exhale and fold, head releases down. Inhale, sweep arms out, up and overhead, palms touching at the top. And exhale, palms to heart center. One more time, half sun salutation. Inhale, slowly reach up and exhale, gracefully fold forward, shifting weight to the base of the toes. Inhale, palms to shins, extend. Exhale, once again, fold fingertips to the floor. Inhale, reach up, rise up on a long breath, palms touch at the top and exhale, hands to heart center and then hands to your hips. Balancing first on the left foot, spread your toes, ground your left foot into the floor, creating a wide base, and then bring your right heel to a hover. Keep your hips at an even height as you extend through your heel and pull back through your toes, lengthening along the back of your leg. And then find a point to steady your gaze, soft eyes, and then uh, bend your knee. Lift your thigh parallel to the floor and start to make big circles with your foot. So your toes are making a big O shape in one direction and then in the other. And then from here, kind of moving your, uh, sh your leg in your knee joint, making big circles with your heel in one direction and then in the other. Now, making big circles with your knee, moving your leg and your hip, one direction, and the other direction. Okay, back to straight leg, reach through your heel, pull back through your toes, and slowly, without lifting your right hip, begin to elevate your right leg. Higher, higher, lift to your highest point, draw your right hip down, roll your shoulders back. Soften your face and hold. Five, four, three, 
two and one. Release your right foot back to the floor and shake it out. That was a long time on the left leg. Okay, we got two legs, second side, right foot on the floor, left heel to a hover, extend through your heel, pull back through your toes, lift through your left kneecap. Find your gaze, steady your balance by softening your eyes and letting your instincts to balance take over. So noticing the little micro movements that your right foot is making but not trying to micromanage them too much. Bend your knee, lift your thigh, circle your toes, make that big O shape with your right toes, with your left toes, sorry. One direction and now the other. And then with your heel, big O shape with your heel in one direction. And now in the other direction. And now with the knee. Exploring the range of motion of your leg in your hip by making the big O's with your knees one direction and now the other direction. And then straight leg. Reach through your heel, pull back through your toes and without lifting your left hip, begin to elevate. Left leg, high, higher, highest, maybe someday bringing that leg parallel to the floor. Reach through your heel, pull back through your toes, lift through your left kneecap, around through your right foot, square your chest forward, roll your shoulders down your back, five, four, three, two, and one. Release your left leg down and shake it out. Okay, now it's time to bring the feet together. Face the big toes and inner heels come to touch. Inhale to sweep your arms overhead and interlace your fingers. Cross your thumbs, point your index fingers to the sky as you straighten your arms, pull your shoulders away from your ears. Again, weight in the heels as you stand tall. Exhale, upper body to the right, hips to the left. Pull your left side body long as you ground through your left heel. With an inhale, come back through center. Exhale to the left. Again, the metronome. Inhale through center, row tall. Exhale to the right. Inhale, center. Exhale, left. Inhale, center, last deepest round. Exhale, go right. Inhale, center. Exhale, go left. Inhale, center, and begin to take your gaze skyward. Reach through your fingers, straighten through your elbows, pull your shoulders away from your ears. And just take a moment here to cultivate deep breath. Inhale, fill your chest, expand your rib cage. Exhale, float your heart to the sky. And now, begin to look further back, maybe towards the wall behind you. Point through your index fingers and perhaps begin to point back, point towards the wall behind you. Again, use your breath. Big inhale, inflate the chest, exhale, Maybe release your head all the way back as you go deeper into this back bend, starting with the upper back, curling back. Continually lifting through your heart, expanding through your chest, rounding through your heels, lifting through your kneecaps, and easing your hips towards the front of your mat as you look down towards the back wall, down the back wall, to the floor behind you. 
and then chest lifts, arms come up, head comes up, last, and exhale, arms at your sides. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, and exhale, slowly fold forward, fingertips to the floor in front of you. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your spine, and exhale, fold, fingertips back down, head releases, and bend your knees one at a time to walk out your legs. Lift your hips one at a time to release any tension from your lower spine that might have accumulated in that last posture. Okay, from here, bend both knees a little bit so you can lift your heels away from the floor enough to tuck your hands underneath your heels. Pinky fingers touching side by side underneath your feet, thumbs wrapping to the outsides of your heels. Shift weight to the base of your toes as you slowly begin to lift your hips, work your legs straighter. Belly glues to your thighs as face pulls towards your legs. Crown of the head extending towards the tops of your feet as you pull up on your heels, draw your shoulders away from your ears. Opening up the back side of the body, lengthening the spine as the crown of the head reaches towards the floor, lengthening the back of the legs as the hips lift skyward. Breathe here, breathe always. Release your hands, walk them forward. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your spine. And exhale, walk your fingers behind your heels, sitting down into your imaginary chair, thighs parallel to the floor. Round your spine by tucking your chin to your chest. Pull your forehead towards or to your knees as you draw your waistline and belly button away from your thighs. Tucking, weight, tucking your tailbone towards your heels, keeping weight in the heels as you look forward and extend your arms forward. Draw your waistline back as you extend your chest forward and then peel your chest away from the floor as you sweep your bicep back towards or perhaps even behind your ears, keeping your hips sinking low, weight in the heels, ankles and knees together, heart peeling towards the ceiling, look up, curl up, and then exhale, fold forward, fingertips to the floor, head releases. Inhale, palms to shins, extend your spine. Exhale, and once again, fold, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep out, up, and overhead as you reach up. And exhale, palms to heart center and arms down by your sides. Okay, I came up with something um, yesterday, which I'd like us to do. So, um, if you've ever done a more flow-oriented uh, yoga class, you'll have done um, awkward chair in just a half a breath. So I always find that very challenging, and I never go down as deeply. But I'd like to explore that just sitting back into chair pose and the challenge of that, but we're going to do that using a slow, steady breath rather than just sitting down uh, using one breath. Okay, so uh, you'll find out what this is like in a moment. So feet together, weight in the heels, sweep your arms overhead. Reach through your fingertips, pull your shoulders away from your ears, lift through the back of your heart, and now keep weight in your heels, keep your knees together as you begin to draw your waistline back and sink your hips down. Okay, keep going. Shifting weight in the heels, 
waistline back, heart pulling forward and up to the sky. Keep going. Sit down into your chair. Weight in the heels. Claire, heels down, heels down. Good. Inhale, stand up. Excellent. See how difficult that is. Let's do it again. Lift into your chest, reach through your fingertips. Waistline back, weight in the heels, knees and ankles together, and sit. Breathe throughout. Waistline back, weight in the heels, tailbone tucks, chest curls forward, gaze goes up, sit down. Maybe if you fall over, that means you're working your edge. Good, Raleigh. Knees together, good depth. Inhale, stand up. Whew. One more time, because Lynn didn't get to do it. Heels together, lift through your fingertips, waistline back, sink weight into your heels as you send your hips back. Lift through your heart, reach through your fingertips, waistline back, hips low, 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 sit in your chair, and stand up. Exhale, release. Chris, very nice. Shake out your arms. Whew, that was a lot of arm stuff. That was, wasn't a lot of arm stuff, but my arms are really tired. Okay, <laughs> get down on the floor. That's enough standing. <sighs> okay, press back, downward facing dog. Press your hands forward, release your head down, lift your hips up and back, and work your legs any straighter as your heels release down, your kneecaps lift up. With an inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back for three-legged dog. Kneecap should be pointing straight down as you lift through your inner thigh. Roll your right outer hip down. Keep even weight in your hands as you lift your leg higher, higher, highest. Look forward and lunge forward. Ankle lands below your knee. If it doesn't, pull it forward. Lift up onto fingertips on either side of your right foot. Melt your hips down and forward till right thigh is parallel to the mat. And then lift strongly through your left inner upper thigh. Back leg straight, strong chin and chest forward, shoulders away from your ears. Soften your face, return to your breath. Press your hands down, press back, downward dog. Inhale, lift your left leg straight up and back, three-legged dog. Lift through your inner thigh as you turn your knee straight down towards the floor, rolling your left outer hip down. Right kneecap lifts as right heel descends towards the floor. Press down and forward evenly with your hands as you reach through your heel. Lift your left leg higher, higher, highest. Look forward and lunge forward. Same long stride, lifting onto fingertips on either side of your left leg. Melt your hips down and forward as you lift through your right inner upper thigh, back leg straight and strong, chin and chest. Extend forward, shoulders away from your ears. Again, find your breath, find yourself in this pose. And optional, we're going to switch legs again, bring the right leg forward. So you can either just... Send the left leg back and bring the right leg forward or I'll construct a hop. Draw up through the sides of your waistline, lift your hips. And lifting through the sides of your waistline, lift your hips high. Exhale, send left leg back, right leg forward. Okay, right knee over heel. Left hand reaches to the left an inch or two. Right hand to right thigh. Begin to shift your left ribs towards your right inner thigh as you first stack your shoulders. 
right arm to the ceiling. Keep lifting through your back inner thigh. Keep releasing hips down and forward so right thigh is parallel. And then if you'd like, open it up, shifting left ribs even more fully towards the right and embrace the sky. Open up the right arm. Lengthen through the crown of your head. Breathe. And then look down, release down. You can either hop or step to switch legs. Left leg forward, right leg back. Same long stride, right hand off to the right. Left hand to left thigh. Keep your legs as they are so you get to shift your right ribs towards your left thigh. Extending back through your heel, forward through the crown of your head. Once your shoulders are stacked, left arm up. And I would choose to stay here or continue to revolve the spine. Shifting right ribs towards left inner thigh, opening the left arm up to embrace the sky. And back to center. Press back, downward facing dog. Inhale forward to plank position. Exhale, lower down. Inhale, push up. Exhale, hips up and back. That's one of five push-ups in our first set of push-ups. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, lower down. If your belly or hips sag, come to your knees as you press up. Exhale, hips up and back. Two. Inhale forward. Exhale to lower. Inhale to press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Three. Inhale forward. Exhale lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you up and back. Last one, best one. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips up and back. Right leg lifts with an inhale. Look to the front of your mat. Lunge your right foot forward. Sweet relief. Bring your left knee to the floor. Okay, only brief though. Bring your right foot pulling back in space, left knee drawing forward to tone your legs and square your hips. Hands to your front thigh. Press your elbows straight as you lift your chest up. Draw your waistline back as you tuck your tailbone down. Continue to scissor your legs as you now expand. Reach through your knees as you release your right hip towards your right heel, continuing to wrap your left outer hip forward. Lift into your chest, arms at your sides, roll your shoulders back as palms turn forward. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead and interlace your fingers. Reach through your index fingers, pull your shoulders away from your ears. Neither choose to stay here or tilt your gaze up. Lift through the back of your heart, reach through your index fingers. Look up, perhaps look back, releasing the head back. Point up, perhaps point back as you curl in your upper back. Anjaneyasana, left outer hip wraps to the top of your mat, right hip melts towards your right heel. Bottom half grounding, upper half reaching to the sky, curling back, continue to breathe. If you can't breathe, then come out of the posture a little bit. And then chest forward, arms forward, head up, last hands either side of your front foot, send it back, downward facing dog. Second side, inhale, left leg lifts straight up and back. Look forward and exhale, lunge your left foot forward. <laughs> Lift up onto your fingertips and release your right knee down. Scissor legs together, right knee, right outer hip, pull forward. 
Left foot draws back as hands come to front thigh. Press your elbows straight, lift your chest up, draw your waistline back, tailbone tucks towards the floor. And then extend, expand. Reach through your knees as you melt your left hip towards your left heel. We visited the right side as before, but giving it a little more attention here. Wrap the right outer hip forward. Lift your chest up, arms at your sides, roll your shoulders back. Present your magnificent heart, lift to the sky, arms overhead. Interlace your fingers, cross your thumbs, straighten your arms, pull your shoulders away from your ears. Either choose to stay here, or tilt the gaze up, tilt the gaze back. Reach the index fingers to the sky, point the index fingers back. It feels okay on the neck, release the head completely back. Continue to lift the heart up as you tuck the tailbone down. Wrap your right outer hip forward. Melt your left hip towards your left heel. Again, find a place where you can still breathe. And then chest forward, arms forward, head up last. Fingertips either side of your front foot. And send it back downward. Facing dog. Press your hands down and forward. Lift your hips up and back. And we have that second set of five push-ups. Inhale to come forward. Exhale, lower down. Inhale to press, grabbing through the index finger knuckle. Exhale, rest in down dog. Inhale, coming forward. Exhale, lower down with control. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips up and back too. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips up and back, three. Two more, inhale forward. Exhale, lower with control, body one straight line as you inhale, press up. Exhale, press back. Last one, best one. Inhale forward, exhale to lower. Inhale to press, and exhale, hips lead you up and back, downward facing dog. Come to your knees, point your toes, Send your hips towards your heels. Release your forehead to the floor. Extend your arms forward. Child's pose. Find your breath. Slow it down. Breathe into your back body. Release the weight of your head, heart, and hips. And then walk your hands up. Press your way to seated. Okay, we're going to do a quick standing sequence facing, uh, let's face the brick wall today. And um, then what happens? And then we'll get to our headstand and our splits after this. Okay, so stand up, face the brick wall. One block will probably be, will likely be handy for this if we're going to come to a half room pose. Okay, so turn to face this brick wall, stand at the center of your mat, and then you can have the block at the right side of your mat to start. So we're going to move from warrior two into peaceful, I'm going to say peaceful warrior, warrior it's called, or uh, reclined warrior. And then we're going to go to half moon to a candy cane pose. That just looks like this. So half moon is here. And then candy cane, I'm going to pull my knee into my chest, grab my foot or ankle, and then open it up. So that's going to be optional to take the bound. It's kind of a bound uh, uh, half moon pose. 
Okay, so stand at the center of your mat, feet and hands together at the front of your heart. Exhale and hop or step, your feet wide apart. Good. Everyone went wide. Lindy could go a little wider, and Tony, if you can, go a little wider too. Claire, make sure the outside edges of your feet are parallel to the outside edges of your mat to start. Lift into your kneecaps, roll your shoulders down your backs, turn your right toes out to the right 90 degrees. Okay, hands on the hips. Make sure the hips are at even height. Already I feel my, my front hip is down, so I'm going to pull my back hip down, lift into my left, right armpit. Roll shoulders back. Look at your right knee, look at your right foot, and bend your right knee in the direction of your right toes. Keeping your hips at an even height. Good. Good. Right ribs slightly forward. Good. Square the chest. Sweep your arms. Sit your hips low. Lengthen your tailbone down. Press your left thigh towards the wall behind you. Even weight in the feet. Good. Look beyond your right fingertips. And then flip your right palm to the sky. Take your left hand to your left leg. And exhale. Slide your left hand down your leg as you sweep your right arm over your right ear, reaching towards the left. Sink your hips low. Keep your left, your right hip at the depth it was before as you reach through your right fingertips. Draw your left ribs forward. Curl your chest to the sky. Breathe along your right side. And then inhale back to warrior two. Hands to your hips, step your right foot forward about two feet. Your, sorry, left foot forward about two feet towards your right. And then look to the top of your mat. Bring your right hand either to a block or to the floor about 12 to 18 inches in front of your right foot. So 12 inches if you're shorter, 18 inches if you're taller. Right knee is bending deeply. Okay, if you need to, step your left foot uh, further forward anymore. As you ground through your right foot, begin to lift through your right, your left inner thigh, and then wrap your left hip on top of your right. As you wrap your right ribs forward, spin your left ribs back to stack your hips and your shoulders. You may find that the block is um, unwieldy. I think it has less to do with your proficiency in the posture, and maybe a little bit more to do with your uh, proportions. At least that's my feeling because I don't feel the block is very helpful. Okay, if you'd like to take the bound pose, draw your left knee in towards your chest, grab the outside of your foot or ankle with your hand, and then begin to kick your left thigh towards the wall that is at your back. Left shoulder deeply onto the back as the right ribs spin forward keeping the right toes pointing straight to the top of your mat. Good, good. If you fall out, find a way back into the pose, back into some pose, and then release your foot if you have it, and step your left leg back. We're not going to come up in any fancy way. Just come back up. Okay, second side. Now you know it's coming. Right toes point forward, left toes point out. Have the block on the left side of your mat. Hands to hips. With left toes pointing straight out, try to keep your hips at an even height. 
chest squared forward, shoulders down your back. Tony, again, take the stance wider, 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 wider. Probably go a foot and a half wider. Lynn, you could also go wider. Okay, look at your left knee. Begin to bend your left knee in the direction of your toes. Sink your hips down into that square. Good, Raleigh. Tuck the left side of your tailbone forward as you press your right thigh towards the wall behind you. Good. Sweep your arms to the height of your shoulders. Very nice, Kirsten. Good. Reach through your fingertips. Roll your shoulders down your back. Look out and beyond your left fingertips. Hold here in warrior two. Waistline back, tailbone down. Lift through the crown of your head. Turn your left palm to the sky, right hand on your right leg. Exhale, and you go back. Slide your right hand down towards your right heel as you bring your right ribs forward, turning your chest to the sky. Keep your left hip sunk down deeply. Weight in the left heel. Reach through your left fingertips. Lengthen along your left side. Hold and breathe. So if you're breathing, I can probably hear you at this point. If you're not breathing, silence. <laughs> so I hear a lot of silence. And then come back to warrior two. Straighten your right leg. Bring your, or sorry, left leg. Bring your left hand to the block. Turn your chest over the left leg. And then step your right foot considerably forward towards your left. Okay. Make sure your left toes are pointed straight forward. And then walk the block. Walk your hand with or without the block 12 to 18 inches in front of your left foot. Bend your left knee as you launch up, lifting through your right inner thigh. And then right hip rolls back to stack on top of left. Left ribs draw forward. Right shoulder pulls back to stack on top of the bottom shoulder. And then perhaps top arm to the sky. Either choose to stay here in half moon pose or pull your right knee in towards your chest, grabbing hold of the outside of your foot or ankle and then beginning to kick your thigh towards the wall behind you. Open up once again with hips stacked, shoulders stacked. Good, good. If you fall out, find a way back into some version of half moon pose. Ground through your left foot, bend your left knee, send your right leg back, and unceremoniously come back to standing. Hop or step your feet back together. Fantastic. Okay, we're done with that. And as promised, we're going to do our headstands, and then we'll do our splits practice, and then we will not do either of those things anymore. Okay, so come back to down dog. And we're all just going to start by practicing our forearm dog. So from down dog, actually, bring your knees to the floor. Plant your elbows below your shoulders. Interlace your fingers. Forearms on the earth. Melt your heart towards the ground. Shoulder blades pulling together at the back of your heart. Shoulders draw away from your ears. Lower ribs in and back. Tuck your toes under. Lift your hips up and back. Forearm dog or dolphin dog. Keep your gaze between your forearms on your mat. Without allowing your shoulders to come forward of your elbows, start to walk your feet forward, lifting your hips higher. 
When you can't walk your feet any further forward without your shoulders collapsing forward, hold here. Heart melts, shoulders away from the ears, hips high, lengthen along the back of your legs, press your forearms down, and then release. Walk your feet back and release your knees down. Walk your hands back to a seated position. So many of you have been here throughout the weeks practicing this um, headstands with me. And uh, if you can practice headstand without the wall, please feel free to do that. I'll give you the very brief version of the demo. So if you need, please come to a wall, slide your, blank, slide your a mat to the baseboard of a wall. And then I'm just going to do that same uh, forearm dog pose I just practiced with my knuckles a few inches from the wall, keeping a couple inches between the heels of my hands, elbows planted directly below my shoulders. Forearms pressed down, heart melts, shoulders draw away from my ears, lower ribs draw in and back to strengthen my core and lengthen my low back as I tuck my toes under, lift my hips up, walk my feet forward, and then once I can't walk my feet any farther forward without my shoulders collapsing forward, I'm just going to tuck my chin to my chest, release of my shoulders a little bit, enough to bring my head to the floor, back of the head cupped between the heels of my hands. And then again, activate the arms, press forearms down, lift shoulders up, walk my feet any further forward, and either bring one heel to my hip, use the opposite foot to kick my hips to the wall and then straighten my legs, or if you'd like, lift one leg up like you're doing a three-legged dog, keeping your hips squared, lift, 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 lift the leg until this leg that's still on the floor begins to float off of the floor, eventually bringing feet together. And you can practice that going, coming down and going up with one leg and the other. So it's kind of a precursor to our splits practice. Once you're done with your headstand practice today, come to some version of child's pose with your head just under your heart. So I'll talk you through it, the, um, the intro pose. So interlace your fingers, knuckles a few inches from the wall, elbows shoulder width distance apart, forearms pressing down. Heart melts, shoulders away from the ears, strengthen your core, lengthen your lower back, tuck your toes under, lift your hips up, walk your feet forward, relax your shoulders as you tuck your chin to your chest, bring your head to the mat, cupping the back of your head between the heels of your hands. And then bring one heel to your hip, use the opposite foot to kick up, or lift one leg as though you are coming into a um, three-legged dog position. And then as you lift through that thigh of the, of the lifted leg, allow the other leg just to float off of the floor. Good. Good. Shoulders up, Jason. Ribs back. Thighs back. Good. Raleigh, really nice. Press down through the crown of your head. Lift through your shoulders. Squeeze your legs together. Good. Good, Claire. Press down through your forearms. Press your forearms and head down. Lift your shoulders out of your ears. Squeeze your legs together. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. And you can either point or a little bit more flexed feet is what I prefer. Yeah. And then as you squeeze your legs together, lengthen through your tailbone so your hips come a little further away from the wall. And then you can start to experiment with one leg away from the wall at a time. Good. Good, really nice. And again, this is a posture you can work at staying in a little longer. So maybe 
you start with a goal of 30 seconds, move on to a minute, and some day you might be holding up to five minutes in this posture, 10 minutes. And then once you reach that point of balance and stability, you can start working with all these different um, shapes of the legs and you know, working one leg up at a time, perhaps taking the splits with one leg forward and one leg back, or taking a wide-legged splits with legs out in, uh, to either side of the room. So many different variations you can do with this. Okay, so some of us are already uh, done with this, indicated by coming to a child's pose. So let's everyone just take maybe another 30 seconds in uh, your shape if you'd like to stay in headstand. Otherwise, start to find your way back to the floor and move into some version of child's pose, either knees apart or knees together, arms forward or arms back. And just using this shape, using this pose to reset. So um, something about these inversions that feels particularly um, that feel particularly challenging. It's probably because uh, many of us, if we haven't been practicing yoga, uh, haven't done a headstand since we were a child, or maybe not even then. It's just not a uh, it's just not a form we take in adulthood unless we are doing these kinds of practices. So it can be exciting, it can be scary, it can be jarring, it can be frustrating. But whatever emotion came to mind, came to body, allow that to dissipate now. Trying to detach somewhat from ego in our yoga practice, which is a very big challenge. Accept and embrace what we can do as well as what we cannot do. The more you practice, the longer you practice, it is inevitable that one day you will come into the room and you will not be able to do something you used to be able to do. (laughs) And that can be a very challenging experience. So how do you face that experience? How do you embrace that experience? And how do you continue and move on through that experience? Is that the point where you give up or is that the point where you find a new depth to your practice? Okay, walk your hands back up. And since many of us are already at the wall, we're going to continue to use the wall for our splits practice. So we're just going to keep working the splits as we've been the last couple weeks. So just gradually sinking or gradually extending into it. So if you've been here, you've heard this instruction. So get your blocks. So you'll uh, benefit from two blocks with this. And then we're just going to walk the feet all the way to the wall, tucking the toes under at the wall. So with this particular wall, we have a baseboard that is uh, away from the wall. So the toes are going to be at the baseboard. The heel probably won't be making contact with the wall. Okay, so keeping the hips 
over the left knee, bring the right leg forward into that runner stretch that we started the practice with. So again, the same principles here as the very beginning of class, extending along the back of the leg, drawing the toenails back as you press through the base of your right big toe ball mount. So extending along the back of the leg, contracting along the top of the leg, drawing the right hip back in space. So at this point, in this shape, there shouldn't be much problem with keeping the hips in alignment. So, that's an objective. So we're not only extending the legs, but we're also trying to keep the hips squared forward in this expression of the splits. Okay, without going to your deepest depth of the shape, press your left toes into the wall, and then slide your right heel forward. It might be an inch, it might be four or five inches to start. We will go deeper, so no need to rush. Extend along the back of your right leg, and then after extending, after sliding forward, now contract, uh, round the left outer hip forward, because it's going to want to be left behind. Right hip is going to pull back to meet the left hip, squaring the hips. Okay. Blocks might walk back, because we're not folding over the front leg in this version. We're trying to keep the tailbone long by lifting through the chest. Okay. And hold and extend. So maybe it's another inch, maybe it's two inches, maybe it's another four, five, six inches. Whatever it needs to be. Again, this is not their last chance to extend. Extend and then draw in. Okay, you can imagine this being done on a wood floor with a blanket underneath your right heel. So if you didn't have this squishy surface beneath you, this squishy, grippy surface beneath you, it would be difficult to keep your right heel where it is. So imagine that your right heel is just sliding forward and actively pull it back by drawing the right outer hip towards the wall behind you. And then possibly walking the blocks back to keep the chest lifted, tailbone long. And now this is your opportunity to go to your deepest depth. So make sure as you slide the right heel forward that it's not widening out to the right as it might want to do. Once you're to your deepest extension, can you pull the right hip back? Can you round the right hip forward? So imagine as you come down to the depth of your posture, someday your right thigh would be touching the floor at the same time as your left thigh touches down. So it might be... Uh, within your grasp to bring the right hip, the right thigh to the floor, but we're trying to keep the left hip and left right hip at the same height. And once you have had your fill here, slide your right heel gradually back all the way to the wall. Tuck your right toes under, walk your blocks back, and we have a second side. You may be surprised by the difference between left and right. Left leg is forward. Start out in that runner stretch. Everybody keeping hips squared forward, back of the left leg long, toes pulling back towards your face, pressing through the base of your big toe. Okay, so from here, one inch, two inch, three inches, as many as you need for this first iteration of your posture. Again, as you extend, now draw in. 
Wrap right outer hip forward, draw left outer hip back. So as you go deeper into the pose, this becomes more clear, more necessary that the right inner thigh is pushing towards the back wall and then widening apart. So we used to call this in uh, the, the style of yoga I originally started practicing, we used to call this uh, inner spiral. So the right inner thigh is spiraling towards the back wall and then spiraling out to the right. Okay, second step, slide forward and then pull in. So don't go to your deepest depth quite yet, possibly walking the blocks back. Try to lift into your left kneecap. So instead of throwing that kneecap back to straighten the leg, try to engage the leg. Lift along the front side or the top side of the leg as you extend along the back side. And then as you go deeper, think about that right inner thigh spiraling up and back. So as you go deeper, it's up and out. Okay, last depth, moving your blocks in any way necessary, possibly bringing to them to a lower setting, possibly walking them back by your hips as you go deeper. I like to shift my right ribs towards the left a little bit also in an attempt to uh, square the hips and square the chest. So you can lean your upper body a little bit or twist your upper body a little bit to the left. And then once you've had your fill, slowly slide it out. And we can all thank Lynn for this practice. Okay. <laughs> um, it was a good suggestion. I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, continued research of the pose myself. Okay. So come back to down dog. And one thing we haven't done often in here lately is pigeon pose, so we're gonna get to it. From down dog, lift your right leg straight up and back. Pull your heel to your hips, stack your hips. Take a moment here to broaden across your pelvis as you reach back through your right knee. Press your hands down and forward, possibly even looking up under your right armpit without allowing your left armpit to droop down. And then look forward, lunge your right shin forward. Set up for pigeon pose. I've been going to a yoga class lately where the instructor is very insistent on the way that uh, we align for pigeon pose. And it is really effective if you want to make your pose really hard. So um, if you'd like to go deeper in pigeon pose, work towards right shin being more parallel with the top of your mat. What that is going to cause is for your right hip to fall down towards the floor and your left hip to lift up. So it's very possible that you'll need blocks or blankets to prop the hips the closer you get your right shin to parallel. So you might put a block under your right hip, even a block under your left hip. So wherever you decide to go with the, left, the right shin, lift into your fingertips, curl your heart to the sky, lengthen along your torso, and then begin to walk the length of your spine forward, perhaps coming down onto forearms, perhaps staying upright, perhaps going so deep into the pose that you extend your arms straight ahead, releasing your heart and head to the floor. So whatever expression of pigeon pose is suitable to you at this time to target the right outer hip. It's my belief that the right shin does not need to be parallel to the top of the mat to still 
get a lot of sensation in the right hip, but if you would like more, more challenge uh, and more alignment with the hips, use the props and work the right shin more parallel to the top of your mat. So it's all, it's all your perspective over time. You'll come to different classes. If you're coming to my class, you hear my instructions all the time and I'm fairly consistent with the way I teach each posture. But sometimes I change it up because I don't have any, uh, I don't have a hard and fast um, uh, loyalty to any particular uh, style of yoga that says a post posture needs to be taught one way or another. I think there's intelligence to most of the yoga or all of the yoga I've encountered and they've all derived an alignment for the postures that serves you in some way. So what do you prefer? Like perhaps in this pose you prefer more of a release. Maybe you're not so concerned with the hips being squared, but concerned with that complete uh, letting go, complete relinquishment to gravity to affect the right hip. So over time, just find your own way. You can always listen to the teachers you encounter to get new perspective. But again, come, always coming back to this idea that you are your own best teacher. You are the only person who inhabits your body. And a few more breaths in whatever shape you've landed in here. Feel the difference between an inhalation and an exhalation. Can you make the pose alive with breath? And then as you're ready, press back once again to downward facing dog, perhaps walking your dog evening out the sensation in your hips, lengthening along the back of each leg, preparing for the second side. With an inhale, left leg lifts, pull your heel to your hip, lift your left hip on top of your right as you wind your left thigh towards the wall at your right. Perhaps looking up under your left armpit without allowing your right armpit to sink down, hands pressed down and forward, hips, Stack, knee extends, look forward and lunge. Left shin to the top of your mat. Finding any version of the leg being parallel to the top of the mat or the heel drawing in towards the hip. Make sure your left knee is wider than your left hip. Right leg extending straight back. Square the chest forward. Curl the heart towards the ceiling, little back bend. And then exhale as you fold forward. Forearms perhaps come to the floor. Maybe stay in a more upright position if that's uh, as forward as you need to go. Or again, maybe exploring someday the extension of the arms straight out ahead. Head and chest coming towards and maybe to the floor. And just as I said with the first side, you become your own best teacher. And maybe that means that um, the, 
the uh, shape or the alignment you use for the first side isn't necessarily um, the, the carbon copy of the second side. So recognize that your hips are going to present different challenges. And how do you really listen to your body and respond and move in such a way that, uh, that caters to that uniqueness? I had a student uh, last week who suggested that a uh, new style of yoga could be that you do every pose once on each side and then there's a uh, time for everybody to choose a side to do a second time because we always talk about finding more balance and um, you know going home and making sure you get more attention to that tighter side in each pose which rarely happens. Um, but it's very common that uh, we have differences between the sides of our bodies and this is a result of, uh, could be a result of injury, would be a very uh, dramatic cause, but it could be just as simple as having a dominant side and um, just the unconscious movements, the unconscious shapes you create with your body throughout the day really favor one leg in front of the other, one arm getting stronger than the other. And, you know, over time this really starts to manifest in our bodies. So it's unlikely that we will ever reach a static state of balance because balance is not a static state. But we're always oscillating between sides, between our sides, and seeking more center, seeking the center. Find your last few breaths here. Again, making the posture alive with your breath, making it move from the inside out. As you're ready, send it back, downward facing dog. Walk your dog. And then allow your knees to fall to the floor. Swing your legs out in front of you. And find your way to lie on your back. Just a very brief uh, back bend practice so if you'd like you can uh, we'll take two forms of bridge pose here if you'd like you can come to wheel at this time either once or twice heels in towards your hips feet parallel to the one one another back of the neck long as your head releases down press your feet down lift your hips up interlace your fingers behind your back tuck your shoulders underneath uh, your chest Inner feet press down as your outer hips lift, lengthening through your tailbone, lifting the back of your heart away from the floor as shoulder blades squeeze together. Chin tucks towards your chest as heart rolls towards your chin, lengthening along the front side of your body, opening up. Push down through your feet, lift through your hips, peel your heart towards your chin, and then release. Untuck your shoulders, back of the head, back of the heart on the floor. And either one more like this, or I'll instruct a bound uh, 
uh, bound bridge pose for number two, or again, you can take wheel if you'd like. Okay, pull your heels even further in towards your hips and either tuck your hands underneath your heels, palms facing the sky, press your heels into your hands, or if you can reach, grab the outsides of your ankles with each hand. Begin to tuck your shoulder blades deeply onto your back, press your feet down, lift your hips up, lengthen through your tailbone, curl your heart towards your chin, tuck your chin to your chest so the back of your neck is long against the earth. Inner thighs move down as outer hips lift, tailbone extends away from the face, heart towards the chin, chin towards the chest, and exhale, release. Untuck your shoulders, back of the heart, back of the head on the floor. Walk your feet as wide as your mat, arms release out to either side in a big T shape. Exhale, shift knees to the right. Inhale, bring knees through center, and exhale, knees to the left. Just windshield wiping the legs. Slowly bringing your breath back into your movement. Perhaps closing your eyes at this point in the practice. And then one more visit to the left before bringing your knees in towards your chest. Knees pulling together and then just send your knees out in a big circle, massaging your low back into the floor, relaxing your belly. After you've made a few circles in one direction, send your knees in the opposite direction. After you've made a few circles in the opposite direction, Draw your knees into your chest, grab the outside edges of your feet, turn the soles of your feet to the sky for happy baby. Shins perpendicular to the floor as you pull your knees down to the mat one side at a time, massaging your back body into this mat, this squishy surface beneath you. And then if you'd like, bring the soles of your feet together, interlace your fingers, Uh, around your feet and then widen your knees away from your shoulders kind of a reclined bound angle pose extend through your inner thighs lengthen your tailbone lengthen your entire spine along the floor and then let it go find your way to lying on your back for about a five minute savasana today so if you'd like cover yourself up with a blanket Make yourself comfortable. Extend out through your heels, arms at your sides, palms face the sky, shoulder blades gently tucked onto the back of your chest. Relax your feet, your ankles, shins and calves, knees and thighs. Deflate any and all tension from your legs. Allow your, the weight of your pelvis to anchor your lower body to the earth. Trust and release into the supports of the earth beneath you. Settle your internal organs, soften your belly. 
unleash any tension that's pulling around your heart and lungs. Soften fingers, palms, wrists, forearms, elbows, upper arms. Settle the flat muscles of your, or the flat bones of your shoulders into the support of the earth beneath you. Relax the skin across your chest, across your throat, along your neck. Release the weight of your brain. Relax the weight of your skull. And allow your face to be expressionless. Forehead broad, cheeks slack, eyelids heavy, edges of the mouth soft. Maybe teeth and lips are slightly parted. Let the breath go. Let it be. Bring movement back to your fingers and toes. And if you'd like, you can rock your arms, legs, and the back of your head from side to side. Take a conscious breath in through your nostrils. And if you'd like, sigh out through your mouth. Bend your knees one at a time. Extend your right arm along your right ear as you roll onto your right side. Taking a moment here in transition to recognize your efforts 
always the challenge of just getting to class and then the continued challenge of staying present, not only body in the room, but mind with the body throughout the different shapes, throughout all of the challenges of practice. Show yourself gratitude. Thank yourself for your efforts. Surround your practice with that gratitude, making it easier and appealing to return to again and again. Keep your eyes closed as you press your way back to a comfortable seated position. Consciously rooting through the hips, growing tall through the spine as you pull your palms together in front of your heart. We'll close practice with the single sound of Aum. Find your breath and exhale. Inhale for Aum. Aum. for coming to class. Thank you for your patience and hard work. The light in me honors the light in each of you. Namaste. Namaste.